Mackie and Judd on 1500 ESPN. There's some juicy stuff out there right now involving the Minnesota Twins. This is a, a, a big deviation from the Terry Ryan regime, which mostly just went after the Kevin Correas in the offseason. You know, splash with Urban Santana there at the end. But Derek Wetmore is here, 1500ESPN.com, and the Touch Em All podcast. So the Twins are in on, and this is this is Thad Levine on the record, MLB Network, MLB Radio, and this isn't like sourced. This is Thad Levine saying, we are all in for Shohei Otani, and we're making a push for you, Darvish. So what do you make of the Twins being in on Shohei Otani, this, the, the Japanese Babe Ruth? He can hit, he can pitch, he can throw 100 miles an hour, and being one of six teams that are very much in on you, Darvish. My big picture take is that it's fascinating. The Twins being one of the most interesting teams of the winter is not something we're used to seeing. With that being said, I'm curious to see, are they big talkers or are they big movers? Are they actually going to make some of these pursuits? Some of that's outside their control. Does you Darvish want to pitch in Minnesota? Would Shohei Otani and his representatives choose uh, the Midwest and Minnesota? I don't have any of these answers, and I don't think that the Twins do either, but I'm very fascinated that they're plowing ahead on not only those two fronts, but multiple other big-name pitchers, possibly talking about some trades as a possibility. And I think it's the right play. I don't think that the Twins should go into this offseason hoping to just sit back, ride the crest of their uh, 26 win improvement and be an 85, 86 win team again next year and think that's good enough to get to the postseason. I think now's the time to add. I'll be fascinated to see how they go about doing that. This has the potential, gentlemen, to blow up one of the longest held beliefs sports wise in this town, too. Sure. Yeah. If, if the twins, if you, if you think about the stereotypes, right, in this town sports wise, go for football stinks. Well, that's still true. But if you think about the stereotypes that we've had in this town when it comes to certain franchises and what they're going to do, one of the oldest, going back to Calvin, was twins are cheap. The twins, and that, that was true for a long time. And then I think it changed in that they weren't nearly as cheap as we thought, but they still operated like it. If these guys go and aggressively pursue a couple guys or even one guy and right. sign them and sign them in the first wave, it's going to blow up one thing that we have believed forever, which is the poll ads won't spend a dime. It's crazy because Otani won't actually cost them that much money. But winning that bidding war is probably harder than if you're just winning a bidding war for, let's say, Jake Arrieta. So what are the so to that point? Because yeah. it's not like when you Darvish became available to U.S. teams, and because he was a certain age, and the posting system was different, it was it was like a twenty million dollar posting fee, and then you offer him a huge contract with Shohei Otani because he's under the certain age cutoff. It's like. Three and a half million is the most any team can offer because you're using this capped amount of international spending money. Right. And then it's $500,000-ish in base salaries for some number of years. So it's not really about outbidding another team, but what are the ways in which you could make your franchise stand out, I guess? So here's where it's weird. Financially, it gets weird. Now, I don't know if you guys saw the report. Um, Otani's representatives have basically given a checklist to teams and said, hey, fill out this questionnaire of 17, do you like me? Check yes or no. Well, what <laughs> I is, saw this. This a is lot. a great story. That's really on there. <laughs> do you, We're in love with you. Right. We think you're a great pitcher, a great hitter. Do you like me? Yes. Yes a lot or yes more than everyone. <laughs> Might not get that questionnaire back. I think that if you look at just the financial details, this is already fascinating. But it's clear that it's going to go beyond that. So here, here are the quick rules and why I think the Twins actually have a chance to sign Shohei Otani. The rules are as... 
they're the old system. So if you're under the age of 25 international player, teams are capped at how much money they can spend on that type of player each year. The team with the most money left is the Rangers. They have roughly three and a half million, as do the Yankees. The Twins have about three and a quarter million. Now, that's all you can sign for the signing bonus. That's it. So that's an inconsequential difference between what the Rangers can spend and what the Twins can spend. Quarter million dollars for a guy who's going to make. But that's the signing bonus. Yes. Okay. So then he's just like any other major league rookie. He's, you know, he's like uh, uh, Max Kepler when he starts his big league career. All right. Three years of pre arbitration rookie level salary, basically not making that much money. Three years of arbitration raises and then free agency. But where it gets really hairy and weird and baseball is going to have to step in here is what's to stop a team like the Dodgers from coming in and saying, okay, signing bonus, million dollars, rookie salary, $500,000, next winter, $150 million contract, congratulations on your new extension. That's a very Which weird... Which you could do with any rookie. Very real you scenario. You with Buxton right now. You if could you sign Byron Buxton to a 10-year contract if he wanted to today. You could do the same thing with this Otani kid, and that's where it gets a little bit weird. But I think if you're looking at the Twins... In terms of financial viability, they're yeah. probably not going to win that bidding war. But this bidding war is capped, and it's going to come down to other factors like fit, team, how they're going to use him, teammates, cultural assim- assimilation into the city. All these kinds of factors yeah. that go way beyond the bottom line, which makes this super fascinating to me. So if you did that with Buxton right now, though, and you're the Twins, he's yours, and you go talk extension, yeah. can you, and, and I'm not saying that this this wouldn't take place, I'm sure it would, but can you legally do a wink-wink deal with him saying in one year, you're not ours right now, but if yeah. you become ours, we'll give, we'll give you this huge extension. Is that something that you can legally do? No. The Associated Press reported when they when they published the list of bonus cap money that every team had left, and the Twins were one of the top three teams on that, they said baseball has warned front offices against that sort of under-the-table Joe Smith, wink-wink, hey, We'll take care of you. So kind you could of get thing. in trouble for that because the Braves just got absolutely I was just annihilated. Say, and some people are like, "Well, you take that risk. You'd 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 run the risk for a guy like this." But you look at the punishment levied against the Braves. Different scenario, sure. but baseball very clearly making a statement with that, saying, "Hey, don't mess around. No funny business." Play this by the book. I don't know how they're going to enforce it. It's going to be next to impossible if the Cubs win the bidding, for example, and then he's got a two hundred million dollar contract next year. Well, I don't know how you'd enforce that, how you'd police that system, but baseball has said, don't come out and do this under the table stuff. Play this straight, and and I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's one of the things that ratchets this up and makes a bid for a mysterious international superstar that much more interesting. Yeah, so the Twins, according to uh, the you know their own general manager who's on the record, and according to a lot of reports, the Twins are in on Otani. They're in on you, Darvish. What about closer? What uh, what type of stuff is floating out there about the Twins and closer? It sounds like that's going to be a priority, that starting pitching is what they're trying to figure out first, and then uh, whether it's Wade Davis or I don't know who else uh, they'd be in on. But the winter meetings are coming up here in a couple weeks. So uh, what about closer for the Twins, Derek? I think that the Twins could go a couple of different ways. And I said a couple months ago that I don't think the 2018 closer is currently on the roster. I think the Twins Agreed. are either going to trade for a guy who's they were tied with Ray El Iglesias, the Reds closer, or like Alex Colomay and the uh, Tampa Bay's closer. Maybe you could make a trade for that, give up a lot of prospect ammo to get a deal like that done. Or you could sign a free agent, get a Wade Davis, a Greg Holland, or maybe that sort of next tier of relievers who are more like seventh, eighth inning guys. 
Um, you're talking your Jake McGee, Juan Nicasio, guys like that who are uh, – Brandon Morrow would be in that list for me. Not an established closer, but a good reliever who you could add to the back of your bullpen. The third option, and I think least desirable, stand pat, let the bullpen roll over into next season. Maybe Trevor Hildenberg is your closer. Maybe Trevor Mays back in the relief mix or something like that. Uh, there was a piece by Sam Miller at ESPN the other day predicting the closers for September of next year for all 30 teams. <laughs> Basically just an exercise in futility saying, this is crazy, we're all just guessing, we have no idea. He guessed that uh, Alan Buznitz would be the hmm. Twins' September closer just because, like, hey, closers have disparate resumes. They all look different. There's no one form that a closer takes. Maybe that guy. He throws hard. So I think there are three options. If you're asking me the most likely option, it would just be free agency because that's the easiest way to acquire somebody. But they could go trade, they could go free agent, or they could go in-house. And any one of them, you could get a decent option. I just think the best option would be on the free agent market. Do you think Buxton gets a extension at no, some point in not the this coming winter. months? No, not this winter. Okay. If, only because Not because the Twins shouldn't be interested in it. If I'm Buxton, I have no... Like I'm, I'm handing over all the leverage at that point. I'm saying, no, that's fine. You decide my future earnings. Whereas if I'm Byron Buxton and his representatives right now, if you care about maximizing your earning potential, mm-hmm. you go prove it. You go play 2018, be a superstar all year. Then that price tag just went way up. You're yeah. a year closer to free agency. You've proven that it's not so much a fluke like some people maybe still think it could be. Sure. You're now a, a veritable superstar player a year closer to free agency. Those players get pretty expensive. Right now, Byron Buxton, for my money, I think he would have to settle if he were doing a long-term Yeah, contract. there's a lot of potential candidates like that coming up. I mean, Jose Barrios at some point, he's not there yet because he's got to, I think there's another prove-it year on his side and maybe on the twin side. Sure. Eddie Rosario had a big breakout season, so how do you feel about him for the next five or six years? I've seen a lot of talk this offseason, guys, about, what you could do with those young players. I'd throw Max Kepler into that list, Jorge Polanco, Miguel Sano. Uh, And I've seen enough that I think it's not just idle speculation. It's not just we're bored in October and November, so we have to write something. I think that there's something there that the Twins could or should be interested in doing that. But I just look at every single case, and I don't think it makes any sense for the player. you got to remember, this is a two-way street. Does it make sense to get somebody on an Evan Longoria contract? So you can afford to put a good team around him? Well, yeah. But if Evan Longoria, in the Rays example, was looking to maximize his career earnings, he wouldn't have signed that first deal. So clearly that wasn't the final priority for him. I just look at every one of the Twins extension candidates and say, oh, he'd probably be better off waiting a year. Unless the Twins are going to blow them over with some big money. But I've seen the speculation. It makes sense from a Twins perspective. I look at it from a player's perspective and think, no way, not the time right now. What's amazing is the only guy among the group that we just talked about that put together a full season was Eddie Rosario, right? Right. I mean, like, that was, they won 86 Which we all predicted in February, by the way. We should say, we threw that (laughs) out there. Hey, by the way, Byung-Ho Park, it's been nice knowing you. He uh, has foregone the last two years of his contract with the Twins. He's he's back, back in the KBR. Yeah. yeah, that's the report. He yeah. said goodbye to the last two years and <laughs> and what eight million dollars? Six and a half, I think. Six six and a half with a buyout wow. or something like that's a lot of money to walk away from. But we didn't exactly predict that one in February. I was calling Byung Ho Park as kind of a sleeper candidate well, off the, the roster. And the spring training was fantastic. So why would what's the point of that? Unless you're just that homesick, why not take the money and go see what yeah. happens at AAA. Yeah, but counter-argument here, just to play devil's advocate, you can play in Rochester and Scranton-Wilkes-Bar and 
bus around the upper Northeast in the United States, or you can go be a superstar back with your former team where you won multiple MVP awards in a league that you know you can dominate. It's pride too, right? I, I can see the rationale for wanting to just go be a star rather than riding a bus to Pawtucket on a Friday Well, if you night. had pride, you'd probably it's, stick it out and try to get back to the major leagues. Yeah, right? but, but I mean, you, you got... Uh, Basically put through, and every team had the opportunity to grab you, and everybody said no. Right. I, I think at some point in time, it's pretty clear. I'll go back and be a star where I was well, a star, as opposed to as you just said, kick around on a bus for six months. If or you want to be cynical about it too, you had the best spring training you could possibly have. In the Twins didn't add you back to the roster. Yeah. You could argue or perceive that you're being treated unfairly. Go somewhere where you know that that will not be the case. Fair or unfair, if that's the perception. Yeah. Mm. You know that you're going to be treated like a star with the Nixon heroes. This also helps clarify the fact that, like Judd said, all 29 other teams passed on him, and he just for, he foregoes the millions of dollars right. to go back to to uh, the Korean baseball organization. Why the Twins are getting rid of and replacing a lot of their scouting systems from years past. So, yeah. I still think it was a good gamble. You guys are not going to like the column headed to 1500ESPN.com later. Oh, it wasn't it was, a waste of that much money. Sure. It, it was a good gamble. It wasn't like they wasted gamble. $50 million. It's, it, it, They sat down at the roulette table and said yeah, black, except, and it came up red, and you're walking away from the deal at this except point. Except the problem is too many things didn't work. That's the problem. Sure. If, if you miss on one, made who, a lot ca- of bets. who cares? Yeah, you lost a lot of cash at that you, table. You made a lot of bets. You probably stayed a lot longer than you should have. <laughs> Terry, Terry, you want to back away now? <laughs> Double down. <laughs> uh, you can find Derek Wetmore's stuff. He covers the Twins at 1500ESPN.com and also the Touch Em All Twins podcast where you can uh, join our community every week. We talk twins and uh, answer your questions. It's very interactive. If you send us tweets, we will usually get to them on the show. Uh, Luther Brookdale Toyota is one of the main sponsors of our podcast network, and they've been powering our content for uh, several months now on the podcast network and several years on 1500 ESPN and the Mackie and Judd Show. So we thank them, and my family thanks them for 30-plus years of family-like service and uh, some of the best expertise and the most caring people you're going to find in the business. I'm telling you, I know for people who live in the metro area, Twin Cities, there are countless car dealerships and service departments that you drive by on a regular basis, and I don't take that for granted. But there's a reason why my family and I continue to go to the same place year after year, car after car, generation after generation. Just find out for yourself. Just go in, tell them Phil Mackey sent you, and uh, and go meet Paula and Tony and Badu and everybody else in the showroom area and Steve and Dwayne and Jeremy and all the guys that uh, we've been working with for a long time. Luther Brookdale Toyota, 694 Brooklyn Boulevard, and LutherBrookdaleToyota.com. Hey, guys, it's Derek one more time. There's plenty more where that came from. 1500ESPN.com. I've got my series up there. Or you can sign up for my email list. You'll find that by going to 1500ESPN.com, pulling up any of these Twins columns. If you scroll to the bottom, put your email address in there, you are automatically subscribed to my Baseball Insider list, where you'll get a lot of these columns and analysis. If you want to follow my coverage from Fort Myers during spring training, you can find me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Derek Wetmore MLB. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.